Welcome to the Testimony Service Podcast, the podcast that will encourage you, increase your faith, and draw you closer to God. I'm your host, Martina. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So in an effort to help our listeners' faith increase, each episode will begin with the scripture. The scripture for today comes from Psalm 107, verses 8 and 9. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. And now for episode 35, From Psychic to Saved. Hi, my name is Jen and I'm from Long Island, New York, as per my accent. I was a psychic medium. I practiced in the occult, practices of divination, and I started at the age of 12. I grew up in a very loosely Catholic home and family. We went to church sometimes, maybe the seasonal mass, Christmas, Easter, and actually we had psychics in my family. My great aunt was a psychic and she dabbled in all of the natural healing and energy work, quote unquote. And we were always fascinated by it. My mom told us stories about her and she just always spoke about it. And for me, when I was 12, what actually started happening was I was getting visions and they were just visions of not profound events, very minor events. But then those events happened and they took place. So imagine I was a kid and I was like, didn't I just, I just had a dream about that. The whole thing, like where you were, what was happening, who was there, the key players. And though it was a minor situation, it was like, whoa, you know, what was that? It's kind of cool to be able to have a vision and have it come true. I saw a tarot card reader at the age of 13 and I was sold 100%. I mean, she told me a couple of things, uh, silly little things, and then there they were, and they happened. And I was just, and it was like the rest of the stuff that she said could have just gone out the window because once you hone in on one thing that seems true or accurate or something that happens, I was captivated by it. And it just seemed so cool, and it never seemed enough that I wanted more. Shortly after that, my sister actually started reading tarot cards we would read these tarot cards and um, just be talking. And it almost seemed like something that you would do after a meal on a daily basis. We did that and that continued. And I was a teenager at this point and I met people, just friends and people at school. And I started to know things about them. Things would pop in my mind and then those things would happen. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. I was so riveted by it. Now, at the same time, I just want to add parallel to these things happening. I was somebody who was very insecure. I was somebody who was very lost. I had no idea where I was going in life. I didn't like myself. I battled eating disorder and I battled with, I wouldn't say depression, but definitely like low feelings. And The more that was happening, the more lost I was, the more this other side started to grow. Having knowledge, having dreams, having visions. I saw my first psychic medium. She told me about my great-grandfather, who I loved with all of my heart. And I was like, wow, I want more. 
I want more of this. So I started seeing psychic mediums and I ended up through the grace of God, actually having a child after the situation, I ended up breaking up with her dad years later, he ended up getting together with another gal. And I started having dreams about this man that I knew was tied into him and this new girlfriend. And this man was deceased and I was flooded with information about this person. And I don't want to go too much into that. I don't like to give too many details because I don't want to glorify the enemy here, but I brought the information there. It was accurate. And this fueled the fire, so to speak. And with that, I was told from a psychic medium that I could develop these gifts, quote unquote gifts further. And I visited a place here, a very popular place with a person, I won't give names, who does psychic development classes, or who did at least at the time. I went in there and it was like taking off like a rocket ship. I started doing readings. I started, I mean, she would have me coming in there doing readings for people with, I mean, missing people, all kinds of situations. Drew up the business cards and started a business. And I became a professional psychic medium. I did that for eight, nine years. And the effects of what I was doing was trickling down into my home, into my family. My little girl was nervous. She was afraid. She heard things. She saw things. And she started having dreams as well. I really didn't think I was upset about that, but I was told it was a gift. I was very afraid myself. I also was very afraid to die. I was afraid to die, which doesn't really make sense as a psychic medium because here you are, you believe you're speaking to your deceased loved ones that are in this place called heaven that essentially you're really making up because you're a false teacher, you don't realize it. So how does it make sense to be afraid then? Wouldn't you, even though it's coming from the wrong place, wouldn't you have some kind of a certainty? I didn't. I felt afraid to die. I was afraid of being in rooms by myself. I was afraid of even going into the shower kind of like a fear that someone was going to break into your home, like somebody was just lingering around you. And I used to lock the door. I would go into the shower, lock the bathroom door. And then I realized I'm not afraid of somebody breaking in, a physical person breaking in. I'm afraid of the presences that are constantly around me. And I saw a lot of dark things. I saw a lot of dark images, animals, all kinds of strange things that I really shouldn't have been seeing. There was a very big fear component to this. And I have to be honest with you, I'm not here to talk about other people's stories, of course, but I I just pray that nobody gets fooled by what people seem like on TV when they're wearing a smile and their hair is done and their makeup is done and they're doing readings. That doesn't mean that they're not experiencing the effects of that demonic activity. It doesn't mean that they're not experiencing it. You're just not hearing about it and you're not seeing it. During this time, I, I end up meeting a new man I had quite a few relationships on and off and I meet this guy fast forward. We end up getting married and it was a very volatile relationship. Again, I mean, you want to talk about ups and downs, a lot of struggles, a lot of problems. And so we got to the point where I actually said to him, I would like you to leave. And he left, you know, he went to his sister's house and I made plans with a friend I hadn't seen in a long time, and she was coming over. Next thing you know, he shows back up on the day. It was just a few days later. He, he comes back home unannounced. And so I said, listen, I have so-and-so coming over. You can either help me with the dinner or you can leave. 
And he says, oh, no, I'll help you with the dinner. So he comes in. This is a divine appointment, I have to tell you. So she comes in. Now, this friend of mine, I had met her in the psychic development classes years before. We had become very close. We ran in the same circles of friends, all the Long Island psychics and everything else. And she came over and we're having dinner and having a great time. And she just seemed different and she looked different. And she said she was born again in Jesus Christ. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? And she goes, listen, I, I found this great church and it's amazing. And if you're searching for God or you want to know God, and my husband goes, oh, I do. I, I want to know about God. I, I want to know. Um, he's another whole story. He was raised in a Christian home, but he wasn't walking and he didn't know Jesus. So I'm like, mm, no, I'm okay. So he goes, she actually goes with him to the church and he comes back, rave reviews. Wow, the music, people have their hands up. This is great. The pastor is so great. I'm like, mm, no, it's okay. You enjoy yourself. Don't worry about it. Four weeks later on a Sunday, something made me just want to go. So we go to the church. I walk in there. It's a really big church. Love is everywhere. You could see it, but the music is amazing. And these big words are on the screen and people are singing. And I see this mom hugging her child. He has Down syndrome. And he was kind of like petting her arm. And I'm almost in tears just looking at them. And I'm seeing the words and people have their hands up. And I'm like, what are these people doing? And the words were Jesus saved me. And that brought me back to a moment that had happened in my life when I had a tragedy and felt that way. And that was it. That in one second, in one moment, I started crying hysterically. My heart was gripped by Jesus. I knew it. I knew he was real. I knew, and I was like, this is amazing. What's happening? I don't know, but it's amazing. And the first thing Jesus did, the Holy Spirit came in. When I got home, he led me to search the word of God about psychic mediums. And I'm like, first of all, I don't read the Bible. I never read the Bible. I didn't really care about the Bible. I didn't really care about whoever the real Jesus was because I was preaching a false one for years, really. And I just want to share something. It's one of my favorites because I read this Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium. When I saw the word medium, that God said it by name, called us by name, those of us who were doing it, of course, or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead for whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord, your God is driving them out before you over a hundred Bible verses. I called up my husband and I said, we have a problem. I need to quit my job. That was the certainty of the Holy spirit coming to now live inside my heart. The first thing he had me do when Christ says to pick up your cross and follow him, he is not kidding. This was my job. This was my livelihood. This was, I had so many false ideas about it, that it was good that I was helping people. I was not a con artist. I never had bad intentions. I never wanted to go out there and do like the big circuits, like restaurants and be on TV or anything like that. I just thought I was helping people. 
And it was, it was just an eye-opening experience to see the actual truth, which if, if I may, that just goes back to 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen to 15, that Satan masquerades as an angel of light. And it's not surprising then that his servants would do the same. And so when you see something that seems so attractive, so good, so innocent, so much like something that you think would be a gift from God, that's from the devil. It's not your dead loved ones, your deceased loved ones. It's not spirit guides. It's demonic, but they are familiar spirits. It looks good. You want it to be good. You want to go for it. People are grieving and they're lured in by the temptation, but so was I. And until you see the truth, it, I know I, that was a long story, but, <laughs> but there you have it. So I was saved and that was where my new life began. My real life began because I picked up my cross. We made an appointment with the pastor and he's so funny. He said, listen, I don't pay your bills for you, but I wouldn't be a good pastor if I told you it was a good idea to be a psychic medium. And he, and you know, and he, he went into it. I started attending that church and I haven't stopped and I'm walking with the Lord almost seven years now. And I just praise God. It's a completely different life. It's a completely different life and uh, praise God still married to that man. And my daughter is doing great. And my daughter is saved now too. So, I mean, I could cry. It's just a beautiful. So that's here we are. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a very beautiful story. Um, yeah, you came a long way. There's a lot in there. And uh, I'm just so happy that you're on here to share this because this is the kind of testimony that I definitely need to put out there and for people to hear. Touching on kind of the last thing that you were talking about, leaving your job, that's a really big move to make. How are you able to, I guess, trust God when, you know, I guess you and your husband were used to making, I'm assuming, two incomes. How are you able to you know, it seems like money is a lot of times on the top of our minds. So like, how are you able to really just let that go and like trust God until you got a new job or whatever that process looked like? Actually, my husband was part-time working and we were living with my mom because I had suffered an injury and I was the breadwinner. I'm just saying that's an even bigger, it's kind of mind blowing to now give up that source of income. How did I trust God? I not only prayed around the clock at that point, I knew that God said that was wrong what I was doing. Jesus came into my heart. I love him. And I wanted to do what was right by Jesus because I knew nothing here mattered compared to that. Nothing. I, nothing was mine here anyway. I had a little anxiety. I'm not going to <laughs> lie about that. That's true, of course, because where do you go now? This was all I had known. I didn't have a skill set. I didn't have something that I could just go into the workforce, go out into the world. I have health problems. I worked from home. This was even more than just losing money. This was my whole comfort zone. This was everything I knew. I trusted him. The Holy Spirit gave me the strength that I needed. Hmm. He, he did. Yeah, that's good. That's such a radical change. Like I know, um, you know, sometimes it's kind of more gradual or like some people will kind of like teeter or kind of have one foot in, one foot out until, you know, God really kind of smacks them over the head. Um, <laughs> but uh, how you were talking about, you know, the circle you were running with, um, with all the Long Island psychics. So when you had this change, can you talk about what it was like to like change your whole friend group or like, 
or I mean, were you, or are you still friends with some of those people? Or cause I know some people are like, well, you know, I want to be able to minister to them now. And they're so zealous and they just want to, you know, mm-hmm. share the gospel, but it's like, you know, that could be a huge temptation. So can you talk about that? Sure. When I actually put it out there, I came out of the Jesus closet, if you will, you know, I came out that now here I am. And, and I understand that it's, it's probably really strange to people when it's like, wait a minute, you did this for a living. You were helping us do it. This was years. What are you talking about now? It was met with a lot of insults, a lot of anger, uh, rudeness. And I basically got dumped by many people. There was one person who I have to tell you was probably my biggest client when I was a psychic. She let me come in and witness to her and talk to her. Nothing changed, but I did meet up with her recently. And so that was almost seven years ago. And then I met up with her recently. So she's the one person I've stayed in touch with. And I'm so blessed and I'm happy that I, I have because she does have an open, an openness, an open mind. And op- she listens to me. She didn't dump me per se, but everybody else did that I knew. You have to start all over. It's a whole new life. But you see, I believe that where whatever you lose, God restores. I came into church. I met people along the way. I got into women's small groups. I have met some of the most amazing sisters and brothers in Christ. And I feel it's it's a blessing. It is a blessing. That's awesome. So how you were saying that one of your psychic friends were over and they were cooking dinner and they were talking about Jesus and you were like, Oh yeah, whatever. (laughs) But then your husband was like, yeah, I want to know about Jesus. And then, you know, it wasn't until four weeks later that you were finally like, okay, um, I I would like to go to church with you. Can you talk about how important it is to still, I guess, talk about Jesus, even to someone who you think would be totally against it? Because I know sometimes like, let's say, for for instance, like an atheist, like that's a person that we're like, oh, I just won't talk to that person. But for you, it was like it didn't, you know, take the first time, you know, it was like God working on your heart until you finally were open to it. Um, but can you just talk about how important it is to not, you know, s- steer away from people who we deem as would never, ever accept? Right. Which which we really have no place doing at all whatsoever. Um, and I love talking to atheists. I have to just I just want to say it's from love. Christ loves us so much. He wants us to win souls over. You love people enough to want them to be with God and go to heaven because if it's okay, I mean, hell is a real place. It's the worst kind of faith that you can have. And if you love your fellow man, you best be talking to them about Jesus. Don't give up on them. I always say though, bring it up, have the conversation, talk to them, just don't do it where you're like beating them over the head with the Bible mm-hmm. and also understand where your responsibility is and where it stops because God's got them. The fruit of the spirit is brought by the Holy Spirit. The fruit is grown by the Holy Spirit. So sometimes we're just sowing the seed or watering it and or planting it rather, sowing. But absolutely keep talking, keep testifying. You never know. And sometimes there are people that are on the fence They're on the fence. And that's why I say it's so important to just keep sharing your testimony. Be bold for Christ. I do it all the time on TikTok. And I'm not trying to segue into TikTok, but (laughs) I do. And it's something that I've learned. And it doesn't mean that it's easy. Just like Jesus and the uh, apostles were persecuted. It's a tough job, but it's the best thing you could do. 
so there were there were psychics in your family, and so for you, it was kind of like a commonplace thing. It wasn't something to be feared. It was like enjoyable, like you said. So, I mean, you were so young, but like, how can people young or old be guarded from something? It's so hard. How can they even be guarded from something that they don't even know is is a danger? You know, on TV, you see it, it looks fun. And, you know, the small print will say, you know, for entertainment purposes only. Um, and they don't even really realize what they're dabbling in and, until it's too late, you know? How can they realize? I think just by more of us going out there and being the light of Christ, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I mean, I often say I would have loved if somebody would have told me if somebody would have brought it up, you're right. You're not going to see, I mean, if you think about it, as a matter of fact, uh, when my daughter was very little, I think I was already doing readings professionally, but I loved watching a particular medium on TV and he is Catholic and he says rosaries before he does a reading, confusing everybody. That's a confusion to Catholic people, to Christian people. Well, if I say a rosary, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not, we need shows like this like what you're doing, we need that to be on CBS and ABC. These people are on these main channels doing the devil's work. We need more people like us because you're right. It's very difficult. Where do you get the opportunity to hear about it? And plus you need good teaching in the churches, but a lot of churches aren't preaching or teaching about divination, about psychics, new age, the occult. They're not preaching about it because it would help those who are attending church to know the truth. There are a lot of people, after I got baptized and gave my testimony, I can't tell you how many people came up to me that come to my church and said, I wish my wife would understand. She's going to see some of the big mediums that go to the big theaters that are on TV and coming to church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Maybe it needs to be preached about a little bit more. Maybe it would be easier for somebody to get a discernment if they have something to compare it, you know, if they have the truth versus just the lie that they're Mm -hmm. so wanting to believe. Yeah. It's like, if you only receive one thing, that one thing is going to sound good. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And especially when it's satisfying your temptations Mm -hmm. temporarily, because it's not going to permanently be able to do that because only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can give you peace. Only Jesus can give you real hope. And only Jesus knows everything. The devil doesn't know everything, but he knows enough. The demons that run around, they know enough about you. They study us. They know you. They know, this is how I always say it, they know what you ate for lunch last Tuesday. So when you go to the psychic, they're telling the psychic the information, giving it as a validation so that you could be like, wow, I was in Carmine's last week eating a bowl of spaghetti. I did spill a little bit on my my shirt, and that was my favorite pink shirt. And there will be details because that's one of the biggest questions I know I get is why is there accuracy? I know I'm leading like I'm. No, it's fine. No, you're, you're doing great. No, keep going. Okay. And the reason is because they're around us all the time and they've been around for years. They know the Bible better than we do. They believe in God. The devil knows God. The devil believes in God. So people want to know where it's coming from and why is it accurate? It's not all going to be accurate and it is all wrapped up in a lie. And the lie is you can keep going, you can do this practice and it's okay and it's a gift and it's from God. But the truth is every time you go, you're separating yourself more and more from the Lord. You're going completely against him. And that's why I always say when people say, oh, but isn't it a gift? Maybe you have the gift of prophecy 
and it turned into mediumship because you just weren't serving God. No, no. God is so specifically clear and direct in his word about what it is, how he condemns it and not to do it. Therefore, it is not a gift. God doesn't give a gift and then say not to use your gift. Mm-hmm. Not what this is. Yeah. Uh, but it does appeal to, and I understand this very well. I have lost many. I have lost many people. I have lost pets. And the temptation is to want to stay connected to them in the physical sense. We don't want to let go. So this is how Satan tempts people through our own human nature, through grief, grief Mm -hmm. and curiosity, that we want to have knowledge, knowledge of things we should never even know. Can you imagine if we had knowledge of everything? Imagine if you knew when you were going to die, what kind of life would you have from this point to that point? There would be no more living. It would be anxious anticipation. We have to trust in the Lord that he's protecting us. Everything's in his hands. We don't need to know those things. We're not supposed to know certain things. Yeah. um, So can you talk a little bit about the fear that you said you had like this overwhelming fear? um, Like even if you were taking a a shower, like that someone would break in or even not that someone would break in, but that it was just presences. I don't know if if that's plural for presence. Um, (laughs) Presences. But, yeah, you were more afraid of like the spirits um, and things like that. What was it that caused you to have those fears kind of pretty consistently, but still not realize or make the decision to like turn away from what was causing it? Well, I had no idea what was causing it. Now I can tell you that it, it was darkness. It was demonic and they were bothering me. They were constantly bothering me. I was serving the devil. I wouldn't have known how to turn from it, except I can tell you, I did ask about it. I asked my psychic teacher and um, I said, I'm really afraid. And I told her what I was seeing. And she said, just saying our father, Mm. the prayer, our father. Mm, What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the God that you don't believe in. Now we're going to use him Mm. when we feel like it. Is that what we're going to do? Wow. But I did it. Oh, and she, and she would say, just surround yourself with white light, whatever that means, right? If you, you know, when you bring logic to the situation, mm-hmm. years later, hindsight's twenty twenty two. what logic did that make? Yeah. Um, it's just evidence of how lost the people were that I was dealing with as well. So realize I just kept going to the wrong people for any kind of assistance. So it was just feeding into the lies. Sometimes I think that that was the spiritual battle that was going on because we don't really know why are some of us saved from that? Why are some of us not? When? Why? I believe Jesus knew my heart and his plan was to save me. So he was fighting the fight for me. I believe that. Yeah, that's awesome. So you kind of mentioned TikTok a little bit before the recording, a little bit during the recording, and you alluded to maybe having something to do with your testimony um, and you sharing it. So can you just talk about how that ties in a little bit? Sure. When I started my walk with Christ, it was definitely on my heart to share my testimony, but I was very timid and a baby Christian, and I just let things go however God wanted them to go. And he is a God of order, that's for sure. Let me tell you. I've been through test after test after test, and my faith has grown stronger each and every time. And I got the idea actually to write a book first. That was my first idea. And I was going to use a ghostwriter and 
I did this whole thing and the publishing company went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, Lord, I backed away. I said, okay, Lord, this isn't what you want right now. I'll suck it up <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> and that was a few years ago. That was almost four years ago. So fast forward to this past winter, my daughter told me about TikTok and she showed me it and downloaded it on my phone. We're not friends, me and technology, <laughs> we're not friends. So how I was able to do this on my own, I have no idea, but I made like these little videos. They were like pet videos. And one day uh, the Lord just put it on my heart to make a prayer video and start praying for people. And I did that. And when I did that, wow, I, it just connected me with so many other people and some other Christians. And on TikTok, it's called going live. They have something called going live. And so as I'm growing, I'm making these prayer videos and encouraging and reading scripture. And I'm just, ah, I'm, oh, the Lord wanted me to do this the whole time. What was I making pet videos for? <laughs> Silly videos. And I'm doing it. And then I wanted to go live because I wanted to pray for people and encourage people in real time. But I couldn't because you needed a certain amount of followers. You needed mm-hmm. a thousand followers to do that. So I'm like, all right, I'll do some silly dances and reach out to the church and whatever. And I backed away from it. I surrendered it to the Lord. I said, God, look, you put this on my path, whatever you want this to be. I will go where you lead me. And I was in the car right when COVID started. I took the mask down and I made a testimony video about coming out of the new age and being saved by Christ. I posted it and then I deleted it. I posted it again, and then I deleted it again. I just was so tentative. Something just wasn't right. I don't know. Something like three weeks later, I posted it at like 8.30 in the morning. It blew up. I could never have seen this thing coming, to be honest with you. I think now it's somewhere like at almost 300,000 views. Wow. And Praise God. <laughs> Praise God is right. And guess what? That bumped me over the 1,000 followers. And then I was able to get, go live. But I remember I said to God, all right, Lord, I'm, but I'm, now I'm nervous. You know, bring me through this. Now I have to do this live thing that you're calling me to do and I wanted to do. And I did it. He gave me the strength and I did it. And it started a ministry for me on there. Now I'm leading some Bible studies on Zoom. And then people were asking me for a book. And little by little by little, I hooked up with the right people. And now I have the book out. And Yeah, what's it called? (laughs) It's called From Psychic to Saved. And it's just a little book. It's my testimony. And I really go into what I like to call the mechanics or the behind the scenes aspects of what's happening to the psychic. Where is this coming from? Why is it happening? I've been asked so many questions. I get so many messages And I welcome these questions because there are so many people being deceived. So that's kind of like going back to what you said before. Well, how can people know? Well, look, God's given us social media now. He's given us TikTok. He's given us Instagram. And we are putting our YouTube, our testimonies are being put out there. And it's giving people around the world. I have people from Ireland, Africa, England, writing to me, asking questions. And I keep making videos and I've gotten bolder, especially lately, sharing the truth of Christ, especially in regards to this, but I, I still go on and I do uh, studies. We read scripture. I'm on live almost every day and we're good. it's good. It's little by little. 
I'm up to almost 15,000 followers. Maybe by the time this airs, we'll be, yeah. <laughs> be over that. Numbers don't matter, but when you get those numbers, you're reaching more people. Mm-hmm. That's all it means. And that's another, you know what I would say? That's another person to listen to me talk about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to meet Jen, you're going to hear about Jesus. That's for yeah. sure. Anybody who comes in my home, anybody I meet. That's so. awesome. Can we find the book on Amazon? If we search it, it'll, it should pop right. up. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Pops right up. And awesome. it's in Kindle and paperback. Okay, cool. Great. Um, and then if people, you know, really relate it to this and they have like questions or, you know, they're kind of on the fence or, you know, just want to reach out to you um, for advice or anything like that. Um, how can they reach you? Yes. Uh, well, they can email me at xpsychicsaved at gmail.com. Um, they can reach me on Instagram, which is xpsychicsaved. They can reach me if they're on TikTok at Jen, J-E-N-N-N, 311. Facebook, I'm not as much on Facebook, but you'll reach me very easily on any of those other handles. Awesome. And then as we close, do you have any final words that you just want to leave with uh, the listeners on today? I pray that if you have seen or heard or lived in the new age, if you've heard of the new age, if you've practiced in the new age, if you're thinking about doing it, if you had a tarot appointment or a medium appointment, I pray that you would hear this story and turn away from it because God loves you so much and there is a heaven and a hell and no fear tactic, just you're loved and you should know the truth and the new age is a lie. And the more you get wrapped up into that, the further away from the truth that you get. And the truth is Christ. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Nobody goes to the Father except through me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. I will drop all of Jen's social media handles in the episode description, as well as her email address if you want to reach out to her. And I'll also include the link where you can get her book. And of course, Thanksgiving is tomorrow, so I can't let this day go by without thanking each and every one of you who support me, from the listeners, to those of you who tell friends and family about the show, to each and every guest who's been on here. Literally, without you guys, this podcast would not be what it is. So I really, really appreciate you guys. I am so thankful for you from the bottom of my heart. And although this Thanksgiving doesn't look like what we maybe would have hoped for, I know that we can all find one thing, just one thing at least, to be grateful for this Thanksgiving holiday. So I wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope that you will make the most out of it and enjoy this time with your family. And of course, here is a sneak peek of next week's episode. I didn't join the gang because I wanted to. I joined the gang because I got tired of fighting. Just got tired of fighting every day. So it was a means of survival.